one of the most incredible things that I usually witness, typically fall break or Thanksgiving time, is people go back to where they grew up, they go to their hometown, and they tell their parents or their friends, yeah, I'm going home on Monday, meaning I'm going back to Orono. And that, um, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it, that <laughs> changes the students' view on this campus. Leaving the comforts of home and moving on to campus to begin your college experience, it's a milepost that millions of young people pass every year. In addition to doing well in classes, the goal is to begin forging an identity as an adult, to pursue passions, become independent. When it clicks, as Ben Evans alluded to, the transition is quite profound. He's the Assistant Director of Campus Activities at UMaine. I'm Ron Lisnett, and this is the Main Question Podcast. Almost 3,500 students call the UMaine campus home during the school year. As these students adjust to the academic challenges of going to college, they're also beginning the process of learning how to be on their own, make friends, do laundry, among many other tasks. It's a cliche that happens to ring true that college is a time to reinvent yourself. For many underclass students, the final years of high school were anything but normal with the pandemic forcing students to learn remotely. The on-campus student body at UMaine is trying to adjust to this new normal, and this fall they've shown an increased desire to engage with each other. Attendance for on-campus activities is up significantly. Many have expressed a desire to have a sense of belonging to a community. Another trend that has surfaced is the need for increased support for mental health and socialization skills. We talked about these topics and more with Ben Evans and with Lori Sidelko, an assistant dean in student life at UMaine, as we ponder our main question for this episode. What's living on campus like in 2022? Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. We appreciate it. Maybe let's start with having you introduce yourself. Tell us what you do here at UMaine. Hi, my name is Ben Evans. I'm the Assistant Director for Campus Activities. And in my role, I oversee all of our late night programming. I oversee our large traditions as well as our esports program. Lori? Hi there. Um, I'm Lori Sedelko. I'm an Assistant Dean in Student Life. And I get to work with the folks who work in uh, Center for Student Involvement, which is Campus Activities, Student Organization and Leader Development, and Fraternity and Sorority Life. And I also get to work with the folks in Student Wellness. All right, great. So we're about, what, seven or eight weeks into the fall semester, um, and obviously coming out of a pandemic and uh, the COVID era, so to speak. What, uh, obviously, and school, starting school, I mean, we're well into it now, but uh, it's an anxiety-inducing time of year. What, what are you guys thinking about as this year started and you were hoping to sort of get back to as normal as possible? What was on your minds? I think the big thing for us is making sure students can get connected to our campus and really feel like they have, can find their people while they're here. Um, the classroom is obviously why they're here. They're here to be students, but we are here to support them um, after hours and to support them um, from campus programming to finding organizations that they can be part of and just making sure that they find their place, find their people, and can really plug in. There's a lot of anxiety that comes with um, being a student, especially if you're a first-year student, especially if most of your high school career was during the pandemic, um, you haven't gotten to create yourself. And so we're really giving students that opportunity to invent who they are. Lori, there's more than 11,000 students here, and I'm, I'm sure all kinds of um, issues, challenges uh, come through your door. What, what has been top of mind for you as this uh, fall semester has gotten underway? 
I think just to tag on to what Ben said, I think students are just nervous. Uh, a lot of students have just been by themselves for the last few years. And so um, we're, we're finding new ways to help them engage. Um, they need some help with some of their social skills, finding friends, meeting new people. Um, so we're trying to teach them or help them to learn about how to be more social, how to engage with others. So where in the past we could have a student organization um, fair and people would just go to the meetings. Now it's more that we're trying to find some mentors for the students who they can meet with ahead of time. Not, it's not so scary to walk into a student organization meeting to join that group. So uh, we're trying to find some bridges so that the students don't feel so nervous about engaging. How close to back to normal, quote unquote, are we? Or is are we ever going to get to what it was like pre-COVID? I think something that COVID did for us is it really created us um, really challenged us to crea think creatively um, and provide new opportunities and services for our students and to do our programs in a new way. Um, so, you know, we talked about pre-COVID, but I think we are in a new normal is what I'd like to call it. We um, are now hosting events four days a week instead of three days a week because we had students say there's not enough for us to do around here. So. Um, by adding that additional day, COVID challenged us to do that. When we left in March of 2020, we went from programming three days a week to programming six days a week to make sure that our students could stay connected back to campus, whether they were in Portland or they were in San Diego. We wanted to make sure our students felt that connection. And so when they've come back, we are creating that new normal of, we're gonna have programming for you. We're going to have opportunities for you. Um, so I actually think we might be new and improved following COVID the ways that we're connecting with our students, the ways we're making our events more accessible and more broad for all of our students, not just um, what we were sort of, the rut we were stuck in before COVID hit. Yeah, I think that we learned that we're never going to be the same as we were before. And so we're not trying to be anymore. Uh, we're, we're providing um, students opportunities that are a vast variety so that we can have some things in person and some things remote and a little bit of both, depending on what their comfort and, and where they're at. Did the pandemic force student life to think differently? Do you need to pay more attention to mental health these days? Absolutely. Yeah, I think mental health is key. And we're seeing that um, both with students and with parents. Honestly, we've heard so much from parents this year because they're worried about their students. And so they want to be communicated with. Um, and their students' first call is generally to the parent when they're worried about it. So then we'll hear from uh, the parent that the student is worried. And um, certainly we have the support of the counseling center, but we also just have the support of the folks who work in student life. Any one of us can help students on their day-to-day -day problems, um, and we like to. That's what we in enjoy doing. Um, it's uh, Dr. Dana's kind, caring, and compassionate um, mantra that, that we like to follow. And resident assistants, or better known as RAs, are a part of that, right? Huge part of it, yes. They're highly trained, uh, they know what they're doing, and they like to meet students um, and help them with whatever their day-to-day -day challenges are. Now, academics are enough of a challenge, and then you add on top of that, being on your own, you know, trying to find your way in this world, that kind of thing. How does engagement and interaction help that process? Absolutely. We always talk about, we are a co-curricular opportunity here for students. So they get the curriculum in, in the classroom, but when they come to us, we are adding on to that. Um, we have students that are interested in agriculture and are interested in um, you know, being outdoors and we have so many student organizations that are perfect for that from the woodsman team to we've got a group that just 
they go out into Littlefield Gardens and they have picnics every week. You know, and just trying to find ways to get those students connected with other folks that um, can help reduce the stressors of, of being a college student. Um, and you know, some of these organizations that students are a part of help their careers. They are gonna help them when they leave here because you know, they, they're taking classes on um, becoming a nurse and they're part of the Orno Nursing Student Association, right? They are part of a group that is out there doing good in the world. We also have the eSports Club that um, that is a growing field in, in this generation of students and um, you know, being part of the eSports Club now might be helping them land $100,000 jobs when, when they leave here. And then we've got groups that are just funny groups like the hammock group that want to go hang out in the trees and um, <laughs> just relax and um, our backcountry squatters and all of our groups that just want to go on hikes and help each other relax um, after the long day. How many student clubs are there? And you sort of split them into stuff you do for fun or intramurals or what have you and then the professional oriented ones how, how many about how many clubs are there these days very fitting for maine we have 207 active organizations as we speak mm -hmm. um, and so that does include sports groups that includes our fraternity and sorority life groups um, that includes academic groups honorary groups religious clubs. religious groups mm -hmm. we've got about eight categories of groups that students can get involved in and um, the really nice piece about this year is we've been able to launch our new app, which is called Campus Groups, and that is a, a place for all students to go find organizations that they're interested in. And events. Um, all events that we can find are posted on this app, and we put out information about where, when, how, um, and there are events every weekend. Every Wednesday through Sunday, there are programs on campus, for sure. Now, Laura, you mentioned parents. Are, are parents more... Uh, protective and involved in their college students' lives these days, and how can you tell them what the best ways are not to hover and take over and let their child grow on their own, but also be there as a safety net? Yeah, we, we are hearing from a lot more parents this year than we have in years past. Um, parents are involved through the Facebook page, but they're also involved in making phone calls. And um, we do we spend the summer orientation telling parents, feel free to call us if you have questions. And they this year, more than ever, they've taken us up on that offer. Um, and that's fantastic. Um, we do spend quite a bit of time with the parents talking to them about how they can support and encourage their student. Um, some things are appropriate for a parent to call and talk about, but there are other things that as we try to create adults um, in these students to help them develop that we try to talk to the parents about, okay, well, can you put that back in your son's lap to ask them if they can follow through with that? And we can help them. They can come and meet with me. I'll walk them through the process. Um, but this might be something that's more appropriate for your child to do than for you to do. I think, I think Lori said it exactly right. We are helping them become adults and we need the parents support in that. Um, there are just certain things like she mentioned that the parent doesn't need to be involved in or if they are the child is never the student is never going to learn right um, and that is when they call and they say my child well yes they're your child but they're also 20 years old and we're you know are trying to get them to the point where in a year and a half two years three years they're going to be going out and getting a job in the world um, you may need to have a hand in that and we need the parents to let us help them have a hand in that okay. so you talked about some new developments the app esports is uh, a growing area. Um, living learning communities, what's that all about? 
So living learning communities are through residence life. Um, and there are some that are education based and there are some that are more socially based. Um, so we have like an outdoor living learning community, but we also have some that are centered around academic majors. A good um, academic um, engineering floor, for example, on a residence hall is gonna help students um, to meet and greet with people in their major, get to know them, build a bond, um, and hopefully, hopefully help them be more successful in their academic program. Whereas some of the more socially based ones um, are, are basically clubs that live on your floor. Um, they're people who are, have like-minded interests um, and can you know, do some of those interests while they're living and meeting people with similar interests. So a lot of us grew up with the time-honored traditions of going to football games and hockey games and basketball games and homecoming and, and things like that. Uh, what is being done to sort of revive or enhance or update those traditional experiences? Yeah, one of the big things is we are putting very intentional time and effort into these um, programs. We just wrapped up Family and Friends Weekend, our largest one to date. Nearly 5,000 family members were on campus um, because we were able to just focus a huge amount of time this summer saying, what do our parents need? What do our students need? We're listening to the parents from last year saying, you know, we need more intentional time with our student. We need more time just to learn about Orno, right? So that's where our focus was for Family and Friends Weekend. Um, our goal for homecoming this year was to start heading in the direction where it's an event for undergraduate students as well as alumni. We sort of have this feeling of why would you come back for homecoming if you don't have a tie to homecoming specifically as an undergraduate? And I think that is something that 20 years ago they did really well and we are working on building that back up and that student experience. And students are, are different these days. You know, sometimes the football game is packed and sometimes you're pulling people's teeth to get them there. And so we're trying to work with athletics and with their fan engagement um, to determine how can we make the best possible experience for our students. At hockey games, we'll have student organizations down on the ice and be able to just host those, you know, mid um, those games and everything that happens sort of during the hockey game. So really figuring out what our students want, figuring out how we can collaborate with other departments on this campus and make sure that those experiences are out of this world. And just to add to that, um, Amy Vashon, the head coach of the women's basketball team, um, is bringing her team back to the pit this year. She mm -hmm. has come to everything, every club and organization that we let her come to or that we can get her time to come into to encourage students to come back to the games in the pit and to have um, a great fan base for women's basketball this year. So that's huge. And then this morning, student government, um, who is in charge of all of the student activity fee, um, it met with athletics to start talking to them about um, providing buses for our off-campus games. So games that are traveling, um, they want to start supporting buses for students to go to some of our away games, which is not something we've done in many, many years. So it's very exciting. Now, we mentioned some of the bigger events, but you, you talked about programming f four nights, four days a week. Yep. That's, uh, my, I don't do the math, I guess that's what, 60, 60 programs a semester. Talk about some of the the weekly kind of things that students, you know, there's games nights, there's things that sort of maybe what they did at home with their families that you're trying to replicate or duplicate, right? Absolutely. So we've got a, a system worked out for this year that I think is working really well. Um, our Wednesday nights are hosted by our campus activities board and that is completely student run, student driven programming. They love the craft nights, they love paint parties, um, just anything really to get sort of hands on succulent 
um, planting, pumpkin painting, pumpkin carving. Those are the sorts of events that they host. On Thursday nights, we have um, coined it Thirsty Thursdays, and all of these events are on, in the on-campus pub. Um, and so that is your karaoke nights, your open mic, your trivia nights, and those have been some of our largest turnouts for events. Students are excited to be in a new venue and a new chance just to sort of explore what this campus has to offer. Friday night, we focus more on our games. So this week, we've got board game night. We have, um, we pull in our esports arena sometimes for our programs. And then Saturday night is our big out of the park um, event. So we've had magicians on Saturday nights. We've had comedians. We've had performances. And that's what we really focus on is ramping up. So on, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, you're having some, some fun. Friday gets a little bit bigger, and Saturday is the big event. And we've had some incredible turnout, bigger than pre-COVID. So just a few weeks ago, we had 300 people at an event, um, and, like, the room could not hold any more people. And so we could not be more excited for what that means for our students. We have an incredible student team that is um, – leading the preparation, the planning, and the execution of the event. And so um, I just could not be more proud of, of the team of students that are making these come to life. Now all these events sort of, do, do they come under the heading of you're trying to get students to think of UMaine as home? That's really the overall goal? Absolutely, yeah. I think everything, if you look at everything outside of the classroom. Um, so residents' life, they work to build community so that they feel at home in their home. I think dining works really hard to make sure that there's food variety that's comfortable, that makes people feel like they, they have what they want and they need to eat. Um, I think our traditions help anchor people so that they know what to expect in the future. Um, I think our advisors work really hard to, to um, help students feel like they know they can have somebody to, to count on, whether they're advisors for a club or for a class. Um, students, we want students to know that we're there for them. Um, I think even some things as easy as, as little as um, voting. Um, we make we try really hard to let students know that you're this is your home. You can vote here if you want to. We have an election coming up, and this is how you do it through our You Maine You Vote program. Um, and then Ben is working really hard to create um, the Memorial Union into the living room of campus, um, so that students just feel like this is a place where they can come and just hang out, even if they don't have a plan. One of the biggest things that we've really been working with parents on is, don't call You Maine your students home away from home. Um, one of the most incredible things that I usually witness typically fall break or Thanksgiving time is people go back to where they grew up, they go to their hometown and they tell their parents or their friends, yeah, I'm going home on Monday, meaning I'm going back to Orono. And that, um, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it, that <laughs> changes the students' view on this campus. When UMaine becomes their home and we welcome them home, when we do um, hearty Maine hello and we're welcoming people back, that is what campus is about. That is about being home, about making Orono your home. So talk about some trends. You guys are always looking into the future, seeing hopefully what's coming around the corner. What are some things we might see for students uh, coming and living on campus in the coming years? Any, any trends that, that come to mind? I can see that our students are going to outgrow the need for us to just kind of do the basics um, in socialization and engagement, and they're really moving toward leadership. 
Um, our students are hungry to become leaders and to learn to be leaders and um, to, to bring our organizations to the next level. We, I hear it all the time. People talk about goals before they're even established as a group. <laughs> and that's great. That's wonderful because that means that they have the ambition and the excitement to move forward. So I think that's one huge part is that we're going to see a huge leadership development and some growth um, in, in the caliber of organizations and events that we have available to students. I think going, going along that, um, our students have some really good ideas and they are very creative. Um, we have students that both in our office and outside of our office that are making TikToks and are, you know, there's a student here who he has tens of thousands of views every week on his TikTok and um, they are just getting creative and taking life into their own hands a little bit. I think um, we talked about the parents, right? The parents are trying to be hands-on, but these students in a lot of ways are taking their future into their hands and we get to help them do that, which is, I think is really exciting. Students used to come to our office and say, I've got an idea for an event and you should run it. Students are now coming in and saying, I just need your help in making the logistics happen, but I know what I want to do and I'm going to bring it to life. And that is not, that is new to us. Um, and I, I'm really excited for what that means for our student body, what that means for their futures. It's been really exciting to watch students come in as first year students and then write their letters of recommendation when they leave because of all the incredible things they've done as they go out into this world. It is a cliche, but it happens to be true. I mean, college is a time for, use your pick your term, exploration, taking chances, self-discovery. Laurie, I know you said this when we were talking about doing this podcast earlier, um, and I thought it really sort of hit home is that you, you want them to not be afraid to take the leap or the leaps that they're going to take here but give them a nice safe landing spot right absolutely I think that's a, that's our job um, the reason I work in student development is because college was a life-changing experience for me and I wanted to be a part of that and so what I say to students every year at orientation is you're going to be nervous but everybody is in the exact same position that you're in so take a deep breath and even though it's scary, put your hand out, say hello, join the group. Everybody is in this situation because you will not regret it. Um, if you just step forward, then you will be received. Ben, we'll give you the final word. All right. I, I couldn't go throughout this podcast without um, saying this. Our motto in the Center for Student Involvement is, if it's free, it's for me. And we want students to take that to heart. If you see us with free shirts or free pizza or free giveaways, take us up on the opportunity. Um, never in your life again, unless you work in student affairs, will you have an opportunity at so many. To have that much pizza. <laughs> have that much pizza, have that much added to your wardrobe, um, and just an opportunity to try something new. Um, when students come to college, they get to reinvent themselves, right? Um, if you were Benjamin in high school, you can be Ben or Benny or Benjamin when you get here, right? So um, take that opportunity to decide who you want to be. You have the opportunity to really create yourself, and that's what I hope our students will hear, whether they're currently a first-year student or a senior. This is still your time to make a change in your life. Well, you guys are doing great work, and we thank you so much for uh, talking about it with us. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks, as always, for checking us out. You can catch all of our episodes on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, UMaine's Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube pages, as well as Amazon and Audible. Drop us a note if you have a question or comment at mainquestion at maine.edu. This is Ryan Liznett. We'll catch you next time on The Main Question.